Hello, friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigSceneDispatch.com. Before we take you to your favorite Sports History Network show, just want to tell you a little bit about some merch that you can pick up that represents your favorite SHN podcast. So far, there's t-shirts, coffee mugs, and even books from some of the authors that do podcasts right here on SHN. Who could buy something better than that than have the history right from the, the gentleman that you hear talking about it? But we also are adding things each and every day. And where's that store, may you ask? Well, it's at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Up at the top, there is the SHN. HN merch button. Click on that. It'll take you right to the store and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that, hey, on the swag that I'm using, it's the headquarters of sports yesteryear, Sports History Network, and my favorite podcaster, the Sports History Network store. Shop there today. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. As the clock struck midnight on May 1st, 2019, Japan officially began a new era when Crown Prince Naruhito ascended the Chrysanthemum Throne as the new Emperor. This was after his father became the first Emperor of Japan to abdicate in more than 200 years due to health concerns. This was a life-changing moment. And this week's guest also had a life-changing moment on this date due to health concerns. But at the time, he did not know that his life-changing moment would ultimately take him on a journey that he would end up calling NFL Gratitude to Greats. Welcome to the Football History Dude Podcast, where each episode is a journey back in time to learn about the rich history of the NFL. Your host is Arnie Chapman. Football is his passion, and he wants you to come along with him to explore the yesteryear of the gridiron. So hop on board his DeLorean, and let's get this baby up to 88 miles per hour. This time as we step off the DeLorean, the date is May 17th, 2019. We are at Tulane University in the waiting room outside of the OR. We're here to welcome back a new buddy to the Sports History Network. Into the woken world, that is. Because our new buddy of the network, John Varon, <laughs> he was knocked out. He had some surgery. This was a little bit more than two weeks after being diagnosed with the rare occurrence of oral squamous cell cancer. Now, John had surgery to remove the right side of his tongue and lymph nodes, and the surgery was a smashing success. Then, 72 hours later, give or take, John finds himself at a location that would start him down a journey, down a path that is, that he's still following today. Now, this path would ultimately become something that he calls NFL Gratitude to Greats. But instead of explaining this to you and what the project is all about, I'm going to go ahead and leave that to John. But before we get into hearing this heartwarming story, I got to give some love to this episode's sponsor, Thrive Fantasy. And I can think of no better way to talk about Thrive Fantasy than from the host of Truly the Goats, Oz Davis. Hey. Are you ready for some football? Some fantasy football? How about some daily fantasy football? Silly questions, right? Of course you are. You're ready to talk some smack and win some cash every Sunday, and Thursday, and Monday, whenever there's football games. The Sports History Network invites you to play your daily fantasy football this season at thrivefantasy.com. Thrive Fantasy offers hundreds of thousands, millions in cash every day on NBA, MLB, PGA, golf, cricket, esports, and of course, NFL football. 
every week during the 2021 NFL season. Thrive Fantasy has pool play contests and heads-up matches with prizes of all sizes, and even free play contests for real money. Sign up with Thrive Fantasy today to get a 100% match bonus on your first deposit for up to $100 in free daily fantasy football play. Visit sportshistorynetwork.com slash thrive, that's T-H-R-I-V-E, or enter promo code S-H-N when positing at the cashier. Join Thrive Fantasy today, earn cash prizes, and support great shows like this at the Sports History Network. Now that's a win-win-win situation for you to kick off your own NFL season. Tell you what, now I dibble-dabbled a little bit into Thrive Fantasy this past week for NFL opening uh, Sunday. I, I did okay. I got positive ROI, as they would, they would call it. Uh, definitely cool, because I had that bonus on there, the 100% instant match that he was talking about. Let's just say when you got some skin in the game, it's more fun even watching it, especially when you're a Detroit Lions fan and you're going up against Mr. Aaron Rodgers off of that drubbing from the New Orleans Saints this past week. And you know what? Let's just say that 500 yards and about six touchdowns are probably not off the table. So if you have something called the over, I'd mash that over button as hard as you can. But I'll tell you what, it it is fun. It's kind of a unique type of fantasy football. It's uh, We talk about a hybrid version, or at least I do, a standard DFS and player props. So I just say, don't forget to check it out. Again, if you'd like to learn more about Thrive Fantasy, we have different things on the website. Uh, the best way to do it is either the last episode here on the feed is where I interviewed the founder and CEO of Thrive Fantasy, Adam Weinstein. And he even gave us some cool Thrive Fantasy swag to give away. He's got like a t-shirt, a coffee mug, shot glass, uh, some other stuff in there too, and some special offers. So you got to go and check this out. And to enter the giveaway, you got to head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash thrive. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash thrive. So you can go ahead and enter the giveaway, learn a bit about Thrive Fantasy. And if you have not signed up yet, make sure you go over there and take advantage of what they're giving away this 100% instant match up to $100. But now let's go ahead and get into this heartwarming story. Like I said, you're going to you're going to hear some cool stuff in here with John Varon. I mean, let's just start with the reason why I brought you on here. What is the NFL Gratitude to Greats project? Okay, it's um project I started during the NFL's 100th anniversary, which I updated every year with a new project. I had Gratitude of Greats 2 in 2020 and Gratitude of Greats 3 this year. It's, uh, um, you know, back, it started back during the NFL's 100th anniversary. You know, I knew I wanted to do something major to commemorate and celebrate the landmark 100th anniversary of the NFL, the centennial. I tossed around a few ideas, such as attending the New Orleans Saints NFL 100 celebration in September. I even tossed around attending the big game in Miami. Well, some of the festivities surrounding the Super Bowl. I can't, of course, I can't afford the Super Bowl itself. But um, that was more of a pipe dream because I really didn't have much money to fly. But um, I mean, I really, I, I wasn't sure if I could afford that. But um, as the year began, you know. I was already hitting some bumps in the road. I mean, I, I had moved to New Orleans in January 2018. I was enjoying it in New Orleans, but um, the high price of living in the area by the time I got to 2019 
you know, was becoming more, more and more of a problem. And then on May 1st of 2019, I was diagnosed with a rare occurrence of oral squamous cell cancer, despite never smoking, drinking, or dipping in my entire life. So, you know, my surgery was a success at Tulane University on May 17th, 2019. And amazingly, just 72 hours, just 72 hours after I had a small portion of the right side of my tongue and my lymph nodes removed, I had shown up at the 2019 New Orleans Saints golf tournament at New Orleans City Park and chatted with some of the alumni and, you know, I had quite a story to tell them. But, um, you know, still with the forthcoming cancer and dental bills becoming potentially a bigger threat to my debt, as well as the likelihood of me having to hopefully temporarily go back to Northwest Louisiana for a while to be in a more feasible position to catch up on my debt because my debt was growing. That left me in June trying to scramble for some way to commemorate the NFL's centennial that would be cost effective and leave a lasting impression. So in late May of 2019, I created the Gratitude of Greats project where I would mail letters and send emails to NFL Hall of Famers and as well as a few greats not yet in the Hall of Fame, thanking them for their contributions to the game and sharing my story of my ongoing cancer recovery. And I would ask not for an autograph, like the autograph collectors who would write their houses would ask with their prayers. And if they had a moment, a quick note of encouragement. And I also donated to some of the greats who responded. I donated a few dollars to some of the greats charities whenever I could. And, um, I did end up having to relocate back to Northwest Louisiana temporarily, which is where uh, my mother's side of family lives. But the Gratitude of Grace project went wonderfully. I ended up being deemed cancer-free toward the end of August by a Shreveport cancer doctor whose test had shown the potential cancer among lymph nodes that they found in Tulane that was believed to require radiation was found to be merely inflammation. And... Um, that's basically how I started the project and um, it's received some very touching responses so far. Yeah. I mean, uh, you, not to mention you were able to receive quite a few responses back from what we'll call legends of the gridiron. I mean, people that I'm, I'm sure you grew up you know, just, I don't want to say idolizing, maybe that's a bad word, but like they were your heroes as far as a football fan. So were you, a, are you a Saints fan your entire life then? Would that be fair? Actually, early on, I was a 49ers fan, but I've come to be a Saints fan in recent, more of recent years because, you know, they're my home state team. And um, basically, you know, um, I mean, I've never been the the most avid football fan until just recently. I'm starting to really get more into it. You know, I mean, I can barely even sit through a game, actually. But, um, I mean, I, I've, I've got a short attention span, you know, but, um, but I re I'm very factual as far as reading up on facts and everything. And, you know, that's, I mean, I grew up a big pro wrestling fan as well as, um, a music fan and, you know, but I'm just kind of, I'm more, I mean, my real, um, avidness of football has only become in recent years, you know? Yeah. And that, so that, okay, that's interesting because then why did you have this compelling, I guess, feeling even before you found out, and I'm going to butcher this. How, how did you pronounce the cancer that you contracted? Squamous cell cancer, oral, oral squamous cell cancer. So if I'm not mistaken, you contracted that after you decided to commemorate the NFL 100, right? 
actually it was before um it was right around it was right before that when um i mean i was going through debt and as well as um as well as start you know beginning to recover from my cancer and um it was right around that time short, shortly afterwards that i began to um really began to consider the gratitude of grace project because the the cancer was on the, the surgery was on May seventeenth. I didn't start the project until early June. All right, all right. Yeah. So I mean, again, though, but you had that not necessarily growing up as like a major NFL fan or football fan for that matter, and then you became like, why a Forty ers fan? Okay, let's get this out of the way. Why were you a Forty ers fan in Louisiana? Because they had the best record in the NFL the previous season, and everyone thought it was because they won the Super Bowl. But I was just a young football fan just breaking in who didn't really understand the game. And then I was upset the next season when, you know, the 49ers lost to the Packers in the divisional playoff. And, I mean, that's just basically – I was just a young kid, just not really, you know, understanding football at the time. Just knowing if your team wins is good, they don't – it's it's a – it's bad. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. So that that's a good one too. So as a fan that just kind of stumbled into it, let's say football, someone like me who just has been there for my whole life. So I kind of understood watching it with say my grandpa and my father. How did you start to like learn about the game? Was it hard at the beginning or as you started going on and you had to like learn the different rules or like, what was your, what, how did, how did that go for you? Well, um, I think what really helped me understand the rules of football was playing Tecmo Super Bowl a couple of years after the 49ers. I mean, it really, it was like, I mean, I couldn't understand the rules of football before that, but, you know, playing Tecmo Super Bowl really helped me understand the rules a lot better. And um, really, you know, it just, it kind of showed in a um, simplified form, an arcade mode, how football worked. And it just, it just pretty much um, that. I mean, I understand a lot better than baseball back then. I understood a lot better in baseball. Let me put it that way. I still can't understand baseball. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you brought up a good point. So my generation too. So we're coming along with uh, back in the day, Tecmo Super Bowl. But then the Madden franchise really helped a lot of just just general casual fans understand some of the concepts behind football and creating plays and things like that. And nowadays the simulation games are just so much different than they would have been back in the Tecmo or early Madden days. But again, I think that that's really contributed to some of the general fans or general, maybe people interested in the sport come into the NFL or football in general and become mega fans, which it sounds like you Maybe not necessarily a mega fan of the league because you don't watch it, but these players, I mean, you, you've had interactions with a lot of uh, people who have had a lot of history with this game and this sport. Uh, what, what were some of the best interactions you had with players through this project? Several that come to mind. Um, I received an email back from Cliff Brand just two days before he passed away. I showed you the email in the um the email response he sent and I was just saddened beyond words when I was leaving church on um, the next, the Sunday after he sent me that message and heard of his passing. And, you know, um, I ended up um, doing a fundraiser for, for, I asked his, his widow what his favorite charity was. And she told me it was the Houston boys and girls club. So I did a fundraiser. Um, the, 
on his birthday after his passing and it raised a hundred, somebody's donated a hundred dollars to the boys and girls club. And then I, I decided to, when I, when I, um, when I sent, when I put a message, um, commemorating Cliff's birthday the next year, they said, they said, they'd be willing to donate again. And, um, uh, even though I had several more with the success of that one fundraisers, when NFL players passed away on their birthday following their passing, um, I ended up um, the Cliff Branch one has been the most successful because there have been people willing to donate the next year, and next, that, that same person who donated one hundred donated, donated um, two hundred, and um, I mean it's just become quite a. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm trying to. I mean, I'm trying to do fundraisers every time, uh, or, or donate, or myself give a small donation to a charity they listed in their um, in, in their obituary on a birthday after their passing. But um, anyway, getting moving on to, I'm kind of getting straying away from the subject. Another one that really sticks out in my mind would have to be um, when um, Mike Haynes. As, as well as Carl Mecklenburg in an email, Carl Mecklenburg, Mike Haynes, I've, I've, I've talked with Mike Haynes by both email and mail, and um, both of those greats are cancer survivors themselves. And they mentioned that, um, I believe Mike Haynes had colon cancer and Carl Mecklenburg had um, had skin cancer, I believe. And um, both men shared their stories with me, which I was very touched by. And um, I had a great email conversation with Mike Haynes, who no longer responds to mail messages. So I tried him by email and he took the time to respond to my email. And um, I don't think he remembered who I was right offhand, but um, we had a great exchange that night. You know, I hope um, I'm, I'm, I was just very honored to hear back from him. And, um, you know, I don't think I sent you Joe Jacoby's um, letter. He was very um, he was very touched by the fact that I wrote him not for an autograph, but, you know, but simply to um, ask about simply ask for his prayers, you know, and um, he was he, he, he mailed me a long letter. I mean, he, he wrote me a long letter through the mail telling me how touched he was that I sent him that. Also, um, Peyton Manning, probably the biggest name I've heard from so far, I donated to his foundation and um, he sent me back a nice, um, the, the usual photo he sends with a inscription and a, and a signature on it, which I was very, um, I was very honored to receive by one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And um I mean, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm really touched and honored by how um, some of these great responses I've received so far. Yeah, I mean, you you just touched on uh, like royalty in your neck of the woods as far as Peyton Manning goes, and he's like you said, one of the the greatest quarterbacks of all time, as well as one of the more uh, likable characters in the NFL. I'll use that, and he seems like just a general good dude. I agree. Um, Yes, I, I sent him a donation to his foundation. He sent it back. I mean, he he, um, huh. he sent back the money order and um, said that's not necessary. Wow, that is definitely cool that, you know, someone that says that because, like you said, he's just um, touched by someone that reaches out and maybe he can spread that. And now you're starting this NFL gratitude at greats and more so than even, uh, like you said, just sending out these uh, letters of encouragement. It's it, you've started this 
we will call it like these different like donation type things to these charities. And that's, that's pretty cool. If someone wanted to get involved in it, like w- what would you recommend for someone that's listening to the show to do? Well, um, I, what I would recommend is to look for a cause that you really believe in. You know, I mean, I wanted to give back after to as many causes as I could after I beat cancer because I was how blessed I was to have dealt, you know, to have, um, you know, gotten off the way I did. And, um, I felt blessed and I wanted to give back to these charities, but I would recommend to anybody, you know, to give to a cause that you believe in, you know, go, go all the way to let people know how you feel about that cause and, and, uh, make your intentions clear. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely something that uh, anybody listening to this show, if they're, they're interested in, in this, they can go ahead and find out and we'll leave links in the show notes as well for them. Uh, before we get into, we're going to give you a DeLorean question. So who, who's the one player or coach that you have not received a response from yet that maybe you haven't even reached out to that you would, that would be like your golden goose, the person you'd really like to get a response from. Good question. Um, I mean, there's really, it's really tough to say whom in particular, because, um, I mean, there's a lot of big names I'd love to get in touch with, but I'm really in no hurry because, um, I, I feel like the opportunity may come at some point. I mean, I'm just taking my time and right. You know, I've got a budget with what I, I've actually got a budget attached to this that, I send I send um, mess- I send messages on Cameo too, the d- direct messages, and I mean I've got a budget for how much how much of a fee I send to the player if for a signing fee, you know, f- to try to get a response. I've got a budget for um, Cameo. I've got a budget for everything, you know, that um, goes. I mean, I increase it every year as 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 I can afford it. But um, but as far as who um, I would probably I mean, it's really tough to say who I'd like to receive a response from. Um, you know, I mean, there's I don't I'd rather not name any names particular in particular because it wouldn't be fair to anybody I haven't named yet. You know, no, I think that that's that's a good way to answer that question because there's like so many out there that you'd like to be able to honor, and you kind of alluded to this a little bit, but let's get into the nuts and bolts of the process. So how did, how did you select the name so far? And then how did you go about finding their addresses or get in touch with them or however it is beyond what you've already described? Okay. Um, as I have eligibility rules for this, like, for the first Gratitude of Grace project, you had to have been at least a semifinalist for the Hall of Fame and retired for at least five years to have been on my radar. And um, I would continue to induct semifinal. I would continue to add semifinalists to the list. And um, also, if if um, I, I I go by the Talk of Fame webpage and like I've got a list of everybody they've ever featured in the State Your Case segment and. Um, by year, I go with who they mention who's living by year as for seniors in a state year case segment in case I can't find out who the senior finalists were that got um, that that got um, named as that, that 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 you know because the Hall of Fame doesn't like people knowing that information because they don't want to get the seniors' hopes up that they um, got that they get names of finalists that they're going to be a finalist for the hall of fame. But, um, 
I go by a state your case. That's how names like Burt Jones, Chuck Foreman, and they were named in the first year of the Talk of Fame state your case segment. And that they, they're the names. I'm thinking about um, also reaching out in the future, though I'm a little unsure whether this would be a good idea. I'm thinking about reaching out to the um, descendants of players who have passed on. I'm thinking about mostly doing it by email because I don't know if I feel comfortable writing them. But as far as how to find their addresses, they're on collector sites like Sports Card Forum and places like that. But but um, those are for autograph collectors' usage. I look, but um, if a player doesn't want mail sent to his house and I find out about it, I don't send that way. But um, Basically, that's how that's how I plan my gratitude rates project. Okay, yeah, I mean, this is a again a great project that uh, sounds like it came from various passion roots, we'll call it. And speaking of passion roots and the project, so we have what we're going to call the DeLorean question for you. I don't know if you can see this in the screen here, but it's a uh, my little DeLorean, and um, that's kind of a premise of the show. We go back in time together in the DeLorean. We're getting that baby up to 88 miles per hour so we can relive some moments from the past. And I mean, you have a lot of moments that we could say we captured through the letter process and through emails and such, but let's go ahead and for for the fun of it, let's pretend like you can go in this DeLorean. You can go back to any moment in NFL history from one of the letters that you received. Like you can participate in that player or coach's biggest moment. Like what moment would you want to go to if you could like live it with them. Who? Good question. Off the top of my head, I'd probably say the immaculate reception. That would be a good one. That's been brought up on this podcast at least a couple times. I would say as <laughs> one of the most. I mean, that what, what didn't that win the number one in the NFL 100? So this 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 past uh, couple years ago. So with that, also, I mean, speaking of the NFL 100, I mean, you're going to keep this project going. Is that the plan? I plan to keep it going as long as I can afford to and as long as nothing comes up in my life that's going to um, hinder me to have to make some serious budget cuts in my life. All right, cool. And if there's anything that anybody wanted to get in touch with you or is there anywhere that other people listening to the show could find you? You can find my Gratitude of Greats web, the, the blog I made, my first Gratitude of Greats project. I'm still trying to find time to do a second at gratitudeofgreats.home.blog. You can find me on Twitter where I, I don't I don't just show my Gratitude of Greats responses, but I talk about Hall of Fame ramblings, though I haven't updated much in the past week or so because I've been kind of busy at NFL Grat to greats nfl g-r-a-t to greats on twitter and instagram i need to get back in the thick of a duck of um that one too it's it's at nfl gratitude greats i believe it is all right so we'll get that and then we'll get the listeners to be able to check more out if um i guess as we leave here any last words of wisdom for the listener of the show basically I know this pandemic is getting tough for everybody. I mean, I just encourage everybody out there to keep your head up and, you know, keep trying to um, make ends meet the best you can because um, the sun will definitely shine again. There you go. The sun 
will definitely shine again. I personally believe that. I know we always go through different things in life and we have these different challenges. But at the end of the day, you keep pushing forward and you keep going on a mission. And I believe that John has his own mission and maybe he'll come on the Sports History Network if we all push him in the right direction, if you know what I mean. But speaking of the sun will rise again, that's the coolest thing about Daily Fantasy Sports to go back to our sponsor for this week's episode. I mean, even if you had a bad week one, which, (laughs) uh, man, I got to tell you what, if you're like me, (laughs) in both my leagues and many of my best balls, probably 90% of them, I went all in on Raheem Mostert, the bullet, the fast dude, San Francisco, going to have a great year as long as he stays healthy. Then two carries, 20 yards, 10-yard average, that's pretty good. That'd be for tops in the NFL ever, even though it was only two carries. He gets hurt against my Lions, and he appeared like he was going to come back in injured reserve, but then he gets surgery. He's done for the whole year, but fear not. I don't have to worry about it in daily fantasy sports because every single week you get to have a new air quotes lineup with Thrive Fantasy because you're going to go ahead and pick player props from the best players on the field every week. And again, for that great 100% instant match up to $100, head to thrivefantasy.com and use the code SHN at checkout. Again, that's SHN at checkout. Now, next episode, we're going to hop into a rocket just like that rocket that those civilians went to outer space, SpaceX. Ah, we need to go ahead and get the Sports History Network to get my DeLorean switched around so I can get a space DeLorean as well. But nonetheless, we are going to bring on Paul Woods. And we're going to talk about his book, The Year of the Rocket. John Candy, Wayne Gretzky, a crooked tycoon and the craziest season in football history. This and more on next week's episode of the Football History Dude, presented to you by the Sports History Network, the headquarters for sports yesteryear. But for now, dude, I'm through if you're through. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Football History Dude. To make sure you're the first to get the next episode, please subscribe on your podcast player of choice and head on over to thefootballhistorydude.com for the show notes and more information on the history of the NFL. And remember, dudes, where we're going, we don't need roads. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already... We have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. This is Mark Mortier, and if you're a sports history fan like me, tune in and hear me talk about some great sports moments of the past. Growing up during the 1970s, I got to watch some of the most iconic moments in sports history. Hank Aaron breaking Babe Ruth's home run record. Willis Reed limping out of the locker room in Game 7 of the NBA Finals at Madison Square Garden as the fans erupted with a thunderous ovation. The 1980 Miracle on Ice as Team USA defeated the powerful Soviet Union in the Olympics. Listen every Tuesday on Yesterday's Sports. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to 
sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.